This is Steve Roth, bass player. You're listening to the Texas Music Spotlight. Welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julian. Hey everybody, this is Julian with the Texas Music Spotlight. Welcome to another edition of TMS Musicos. You'll have to excuse my intro today. I've been sick all week and also I've had the hiccups. Yeah, I got the hiccups from a steroid shot I got the other day. And for the past two days I've been hiccuping on and off and it sucks. Anyway, I'm going to try and do the intro and have to do the edits. So you hopefully you won't hear any of the hiccups while I talk. Today's guest is a, a longtime Tejano bass player, Steve Roth bass player extraordinaire. We talk about his time with uh, Latin Breed, Little Joe, Ram, and what he's doing now, and also the state of the industry. I'm going to make this intro short because, frankly, it's, it sucks to be sick and having to uh, cut an intro here. So don't forget, those of you who have been checking us out on uh, Facebook Live, they are going to be coming back. Uh, Facebook Live videos of the actual podcast recording with the TMS Musicos. And don't forget to support us, like, uh, subscribe, review on iTunes, and I believe we're on Android now with Google Play um, there. You can also find us on SoundCloud. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Texas Music Pod, and Instagram, Texas Music, Pod, Texas Music Podcast. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. There you can uh, financially support us. Give us your money. Give us your dough. Actually, you can do it for as little as a dollar, and we'll, we'll throw some perks at you. Uh, but until the next one, uh, like I said, I'm keeping this short, so I'll stop talking. Because I know I sound like crap because I've been sick all freaking week. Anyway, here's our interview with Steve Roth. Hope you like it, and thanks again for listening. Well, Steve, I don't know that much about you, your history, mm-hmm. so let's... I mean, I'll start, I guess, from the beginning, way back when little Steve was born. <laughs> Man, don't, worry about, don't worry about being politically correct. That's for you. You can say whatever you want. I mean, I, it's really just it just me and you talking. Forget all the shits here, and yeah, you can yeah. say whatever you want. When did you start playing? I started playing uh, guitar when I was about 13, 12 or 13. Old, In a uh, band or just picking no, it up? No, I was just, just picking it up. Yeah? You know, I... Got one for my birthday, an acoustic oh, okay. guitar for my birthday one year. And Remember the brand? I think it was from Sears, man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like my mom wouldn't have spent very much money on my mom and dad. So it had to be a cheap... You talk about the action on that one. Right. But I learned how to play a few open chords on it. You know, I was a big Beatles fan. There you go. Beatles yeah. and then the English bands back then, the Kinks and the Stones. Yeah. That's what I used to dig. So I started, you know... Played an open E chord and open A. Open <laughs> so like, Wait a minute, I know you're ready, you're ready to gig, right? <laughs> it was my first gig. Yeah, you got yeah. three chords there. Yeah. <laughs> so about twelve or thirteen, you picked it up. Yeah. You remember what kind of? Uh, well, you said it was a Sears guitar. How, what was the first song you learned? Had it been a Beatles or something, right? Boy, it was probably <laughs> Gloria. Really? You remember that one? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because yeah. that one was three chords. I think mm-hmm. those same three chords I just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably that. Because it was easy to play rhythmically. And, and was, you picked up uh, with other guys around? Other guys I, eventually you? I did, like in uh, high school. Yeah. started meeting other guys, played guitar. And I actually got into bass. A buddy of mine down the street, a friend of mine that I'd known since I moved in that neighborhood, uh-huh. 
somebody, some relative gave him a bass, an old, a Beatle bass. Remember uh, yeah, the Hoffner? Uh, the Hoffner, Hoffner yeah. yeah. It was actually, it was a Hoffner. Wow. So I started messing around on that, and another friend said, hey, well, let's get together. I got a guitar, and, you know, started playing together just two or three cats. Never had a drummer in my time. Right. Did that for a couple of years. So that was your first, did you, I was going to get into when you start picking up bass, but just, I you, pretty much got from somebody into, else's bass? Yes. Yeah. It ended up staying in my house. <laughs> He, he I have a even, bass there that somebody let me borrow, and I still have it for like 20 some odd years. Uh, it's funny how that happened. Sorry, JP. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's my friend on Facebook. Anyway, <laughs> so you ended up with, with the Hoffner? Well, I didn't keep it, but right. I had it there for, for a long the time. whole time I was playing. Until I finally got it. My, my first bass was a Gibson EBO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the big humbuckers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was the one I first bought. And I eventually ended up getting a, a, a precision that, believe it or not, I still have. I really? bought that thing and, and right when I graduated in the mid-70s. Wow. Probably 74. So you still have a 70s. It's actually a 60s. P, a 60s P-Base. I'm pretty sure it's pre-CBS. I haven't had it appraised, but I've done research on it and everything about it. looks It's, it's right there in 65, 64. So what's it worth? <laughs> well, I've had it modified. The world, okay, so but still. It's not it's, worth what it worth it. <laughs> Would have been worth, but I, I actually talked to a guy on the phone and described it to him and told him what I had done. He saw it's worth about two, three thousand dollars, wow. and I paid two fifty for it. Wow! But if I'd have left it alone, it'd be worth about six, seven. Right, right. I still got my first bass. That red one over there, Bugs Money bass. What is it? It's an old Kramer. Oh, really? <laughs> an old uh, eighty-four, eighty-four Kramer. Yeah. I think it's worth less now than it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I played the shit out of it, you know. Yeah, what I, mean? I played. Well, I played the I shit toured, out of you know, for man. ten or fifteen years traveling until Raulito made me get another another bass, and yeah. that was the one I, I wanted. And I played for a long time. I played that precision forever, man. And I bought a jazz too along the way, and kind of switched back and forth between the two. To your I, Fender man, are you still yeah. a Fender man? Well, I've got a Sadowski now, but it's oh, it's I a hate uh, you. I hate you. Fender jazz. <laughs> it's a jazz model, right? Five strings. I love the Sadowski. Oh, it's God, best man. bass I've ever had, man. It I, really I is. tried one out in, in Austin one time. And I was Where at? At uh, the base uh, Emporium. Emporium? Yeah. That's where I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried it out, and my wife had a, took a picture of me because it was like, man, this is like $3,000 bass. And she's like, let me take a picture of you because yeah, I ain't going to buy it. I wonder if it's the bass I bought, man. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful yeah, instrument, man. Beautiful. Are, man. I've actually got another one on order. It should be here in the morning. Oh. It's... I'll I buy the other one off you. Oh, well, I didn't throw that one either. Man. They're, they're, the only reason I actually got a new one because I'm back problems and they're right. making some now that are like two pounds lighter. Really? So I'm getting one that's lighter. That's crazy, dude. So back in high school, you're playing locally, the local scene. The first really big gig, or, or I'd call it a big gig, but right. a good club gig. Because back then, in those days, you used to play four nighters, five nighters right. a week at the same club. For yeah. a few, two, three years sometimes, you know. And I was playing, I started playing at a place right down by, across the street from Randy's. Yeah. You know that's uh, where the Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, that little corner. A, the yeah, little there corner was a club thing. there. Yeah, I, so I think it's still there. Yeah, there's still a club But it was there. called the Playpen West back then. And I was doing five nights a week then with a horn uh, band. We had three horns. Well, you were playing? called Join Us. What were you like. playing? What kind of music? Whatever was happening at the time, uh... A lot of R and B, a little bit of rock, Chicago, Tower of Power. It was about the eighties, seventies. No, this was seventy five, mid seventies. I graduated in seventy three, and it was just okay. a couple so of years after high school. Your first series, man, was that all you were doing? Or were you working as well? 
at, I was working off and on, but at that time, I just did that because we were so busy. Yeah. I, not that I was making a lot of money. No, but, but it was, I was enough able to, to survive. Yeah. So, and uh, that actually is my was my first introduction to cumbias and polkas and really, and so uh, uh, what do you call them? The slower. Th- Valsiadas and waltzes yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Through yeah. through what? Well, because because we would do a variety band okay. and cover music, and somebody would always come, "Hey man, play cumbia." So right. my first cumbia was a Movera Bote. <laughs> I think everybody's. <laughs> I think everybody's first cumbia. I'm like <laughs> still. What, what is this? But the dance floor would be packed. I think, oh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna pay us, right? Might as well yeah. play it. Yeah. So that that band was. When I first, at the time, they didn't even call it Tejano music, Julian. It right, was, it was Chicano, right? Or Chicano, yeah. Tex-Mex, it, it had several names. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, ta- the word Tejano as a style uh, like moniker. The, like the 80s, it, right? Yeah, it was later on. Yeah. So. Cause I remember my mom would listen to it, and it was Chicano music, yeah. you know, and that's where I, you know, my dad I listened to Conjunto. I think that's what they did call it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Conjunto was always around, too. I used to yeah. hear that, and I'd be out drinking with friends. You could hear people down the street playing yeah. it. Little four, little four <laughs> pieces and they're, they're, they're going to town with that shit. Right? It was like in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your first introduction to cumbias was Movel el Bote. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause that was my first, uh, my first time on stage I was playing, I played a, a, a Tejano song. Well, it wasn't even a Tejano, it was Sabor a Mi. Oh, we played that one too. What do you call that style? That's what I was trying to think. Like of. a like a uh, like a not a valsiada is a waltz. Right. That's a uh, uh, like um. Oh God, I can't think of the word right now. Just somebody on there. Slow ballad, right? Does anybody know what like sabor a mi? What do they call it? What kind of style Bolero. music is that? That's Bolero. There you I go. Bolero. Think of yeah. The word, so yeah, that was my first time when I was four, uh, 14, 15, and it was for the high school talent show. And we did oh, sabor okay. a mi and uh, Scorpions Holiday. <laughs> That's a, what's so cool about those times is you could play yeah. a wide yeah. You still can, but... And that's I mean, the beauty of Tejano musicians, you yeah. know, is that those cats can play whatever the hell you throw at them because about, we're forced to do it, you it know? Was, that's true. That's you very know? true. Man. That's something that when I did the local... When I started doing the local scene, a lot of these cats who just do the local scene just do rock or just do pop. Right, right. Where if you had a Tejano background, you could play the shit out of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you had your forte... But you were able to do a lot of things. And yeah. that's, I, I give a lot of credit to, to any Tahoe musician from that era. You know, the 80s, 90s, that right. they were able to do so much stuff there. So after that, you're growing up, you're playing some Tahano stuff. Uh, all I know about you, Steve, is from Ram. What happened before Ram? Did before you, you Ram? Oh, yeah. Uh, my first real Tahano band uh-huh. was the Latin Breed. Oh, okay. So I got uh, thrown into the fire, as it were, because they're pretty... Yeah. Complicated yeah. music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some of it, not all of it. Some of it was relatively simple, but it was it was a, a learning experience for Who'd me. You, who you play with in Latin Breed? Who was there? Uh, Gibby Escobedo was a, had the band at the time. Um, there was four, four. And then another thing, we were backing up Joe Bravo too, so I had to do two sets of music. Right. And uh, Joe Romano was a guitar player at the time. Well, someone actually got me in the band because he and I were doing local gigs here and there with other people right and he was playing the uh, guitar a guy named Gus- Willie Guzman was playing drums uh, who was singing Gilbert Alba okay. was singing at the time okay. but during the before in that period before I got out Alberto actually came back yeah. he had been in and out and in and out and he came back and that's when I first met him yeah 
Oh, when I, players, man, I can't remember so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first started listening to, to Hano, I, li- I was listening to my mom's records. And it was Latin Breed with Jimmy Edwards. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I fell in love Jimmy with his voice. Yeah. Oh, my God. I said, where's that guy? And then, right. you still hear him now? He's still... I've actually did yeah. gigs with Jimmy yeah. a few years he's ago. He's still got He's still got Recorded a CD with him. And, yes, he still sings, yeah. man. Still his sings, tone. Man. And then, back then, you had those unique voices. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just regular or old. Right. You know what I mean? You had... Different you know, styles. Yeah, the Emilio had his style. Well, that crossed over into the Ram thing. But then right. you got the, 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 you know, Jimmy Edwards and Alberto too had his own style. You right. know, all those guys had their own style. When you heard it, you knew who it was. Of course. You know, and I, I don't know if they're still that coming out. Who's that? Uh, if they're still like vocalists that that are unique like that. They're bound know? to be. We probably just don't know of them yet. Yeah. You know, I haven't heard anybody lately, but there's bound to be somebody out there that just has a unique tone to yeah. it. And it's all to me. It's always like, what's the tonality of your voice? I mean, right. You can sing, but you know, like uh, I sing. Jimmy did have a unique voice. Has a unique right. voice, man. right? Because I, mean, I sing, but I don't not. It's it's stupid. It's just mm-hmm. normal. It's there's nothing unique <laughs> about my voice. I just sing shit that I want to hear. It's stupid. Anyway, <laughs> so from Latin breed, where'd you go to? Uh, then I, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, did about a year with George Rivas. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, a, I'm like an honorary Rivas brother. <laughs> well, Eddie's in here, I think. Uh, Tell a lie for me, man. Yeah, He's one of my, they call me Steve Rivas. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. Uh, then I moved to Austin and started playing with Joel Guzman, the accordion, oh, okay. accordion okay. keyboard yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there for about five years with him, just doing Sixth Street frat party what was that like I mean because oh, I know he had fun, a unique uh, yeah it was great him and his wife she was singing yeah. and, what was he in that band so we started out as motion and then was, later on they changed it to human touch because they kind of got more of a, of a jazz thing going. right right and uh, but when we started we were just a top 40 you know whatever was happening at the time right. Madonna you know, whatever music with accordion Madonna with accordion no no <laughs> Joe really wouldn't do playing much accordion back then we would do a conjunta gig every once in a yeah. while but uh, he was playing keyboards and singing back then so I did all that for about five years and I'd, I'd gotten married and had my daughters I had two daughters oh, they nice. were both born in the 80s and then I, I, I oh that's how I got in with Little Joe because I played with Little Joe okay how before Ram how long were you with Little Joe Four years. And his guitar player, who became his manager, Pete Gonzalez, used to come play with that band with Joel, because Joel used to play with Little Joe. Right. It's actually how I met Little Joe. I was with the breed, he was with Little Joe. We played gigs together. And uh, so Pete asked me, he said, Dan, we're going to be looking for a bass player. You want to get in? I'd always love Joe's. You still love Yeah, him. yeah. So hell yeah, <laughs> and this is an '89. Yeah, because things are that, that old style. Yeah, late '80s, '90s is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I was working for the city of Austin. You're gonna have to quit your day job. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you throw me on that bus already. <laughs> I know the feeling, man. But that's the way it was, man. That that, that was a that was the time to be yeah. with the It was the late it was, '80s. Everybody 90s, was man. busy. It was just, so much work. And when did man. Emilio start on his own? So 80, 80, he was, let's see, I want to say late 80s. I'm not sure. Probably I got in I got in 94. Okay. And he was already had maybe four or five years. Right. He's probably him. started right about the time I got in with Joe. Right. I think it was. So right around there. If anybody knows mm-hmm. in the chat room, let me know when Emilio started. I don't really remember. Well, you got in with Emilio about the time I got in with Ram. Okay. 
Who was playing bass of Emilio before you? George. George, um, with George and Kike, the brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah Kike's George, brother. Yeah. Yeah, well, Kike yeah. came from David Lee and right, brought right. his brother in, so George. Okay. And a lot of people That's think right. that was me <laughs> because I had the same mullet as George. <laughs> Everybody says I had a mullet. I didn't have a mullet. I'm on the record. That was not a mullet. No, Steve never had a mullet. I don't know. <laughs> he may get one soon, though. Yeah. Uh, just bring just it retro. <laughs> But a lot of people think when they see like the old George videos, they think, "Oh, that was you." Is like, oh, we had the same mullet, but that wasn't me. I didn't come in until '94. And you were playing with Patsy, right? I while? played before that. I was with Patsy, Shelley, oh, okay. Innocencia, RDV, right, right, right. And then uh, through RDV is how I met Rolito because Rolito was managing RDV. Oh, okay. And then uh, I already got in because <laughs> Ronnie. I think Ronnie's in the room. Ronnie was running sound with Emilio. Saldana? Yeah, and all of us went to Jeff together. Oh, okay. And that's how I got in with, with Emilio, because we were doing recordings for Artie, and Ralito was like, I'm going to get you in the band, I'm going to get you in the band. I said, oh, whenever, man. I was recording for him, doing studio work, and mm. a year went by, and I'm going to get you in the band. Yeah, okay, I already heard it back. You know, for two years, he told me this. <laughs> I'm going to get you in the band, Jules. And then finally, 94, he got me in the band, so... That's cool, man. Yeah, I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, it was it was all. Uh, it's I tell people it's all you know, man. It's just ah, a cycle of. I mean, you got to be good for one, but right. it's also the connections. You mm -hmm. know, look who you we went to yeah. Austin, with little Joe. It's the same exact thing, right? Exactly. You got to so be in the right place at the right time. Exactly. So you went with Ram about ninety four. Actually ninety three. And you were there for a long time, right? Was that your longest run? Yes, uh, till two thousand thirteen years. Man. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, I'd never been it. with a band that long before. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it was good. And yeah. Ram was great to work with, and we always had good good guys in the band. Yeah, yeah. We had Raymond and, and... Well, before Raymond. Before actually, Raymond. Joel got me into that band. Right. Joel was playing keyboards right. when, right. when, uh, when, when I got in with, with Ram. So you took Stanley's place? Yes. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. And who else was in that band? Yeah, you had a badass drummer back then, right? What was his name? Uh, Pepe was playing yes. when I got him. Yes, Pepe. That's Pepe Guadiana. Yeah. From uh, Del Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember he was a badass. Ah, great drum. Hell of a foot. There was Pepe, Bert. Mm -hmm. Remember Birdman? Mm -hmm. uh, Demas. Yeah. Playing guitar. Oh, Demas was badass. Oh, yeah. He's still good, man. <laughs> Does I, I, he still play? Yes, he still plays. Who's he playing with? Uh, I think he's playing with Top Shelf now. Really? Or, or one of those. I think it's Top Shelf. No, it's Benny's band. What's Benny's band's name? The bass player. Uh, is that Top Show? I can't remember. I was playing with, with Soundrave. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Rodriguez and Monica's. They actually live no. right around right really? down the street. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got a band called Soundrave, and he was with them for a while. And I, I got in, got in. I helped them out. I would love to hear and Demas play. He's he still always, playing great. He man. always had that like that. Did you ever hear Kike play? Mm -hmm. Yes. He just always. Those chord yeah. inversions and changes. And a like, great right hand. What, what the hell yeah. are you doing Playing there? Playing great chords. Over a simple progression. He yeah. was doing all these alternate chords. It's like, <laughs> holy shit, you know, nobody does that now. Nobody, yeah. You know, no. those guys, you have to listen to, well, like, Kiki used to listen to George Benson. Right. From what I, from what I hear, mm -hmm. he used to listen to George Benson, so he would figure out the chords and use them over those simple changes. Because that right. was, for the most part, simple changes. Right. Unless you're dealing with, like, Latin breed or whatever, mm -hmm. but where there are some jazzy changes, but... Um, Demons was one of those guys, and I just love. We used to, whenever we play with you guys, like, oh, check out Demons! Look at, you know, <laughs> he had that Kike style. They yeah. both had the same similar corporation style. Yeah, man. 
How many CDs did you record with Graham? Jeez. 13 years. Got, gotta got be at, least be, at least be 13, right? Did he do it's a, a lot of CD a year? Yeah. yeah. Well, the last few years, no. no uh, Every two years, uh, no. Probably about 12, 11 or 12, probably. Wow. But I've recorded a few since I got out of the band, too. So oh, okay. Probably is about 13. You know. Wow. I actually did his last one, but only played on a couple of songs. So I didn't do the whole CD. When I was in the band, I would play, you know, pretty much all the tunes. So, I'm going to put you on the spot. Because <laughs> I talked to this... I talked to Adrian about this last week. Mm-hmm. I said there's only a handful of drummers that uh, that I really felt comfortable as far as mm-hmm. you could play and not have to worry, not push or pull, right. and just say, I'm going to let them take me and then ride it. You know what I mean? I said there's about maybe five drummers that I can name. I told Adrian he's one of them, you know. Mm-hmm. But the importance of that rhythm section, you know what I mean? Not in order of rank, but who's one of the best drummers you ever played with? Well, I'm going to tell you two. Richard Solis and yeah. Ricky Reyes. Ricky Reyes from where? Little Joe. Okay. He was with Joe for years and years and years. And then he got in with Ruben for, for a couple of years, and he had to retire. His health got bad. Yeah. Those are, in my opinion, two best I never played with. Drummers. I never played with Solis. I've, heard, I've always heard him, yes, and his kick was oh, like, oh, my God. Great drummer. Great drummer. <laughs> But there's, you know, Chenta's great, Adrian's yeah. great, Larry yeah. Villanueva, who helped, uh, played with us with, with Ram, and, and he, uh, he yeah, still yeah, yeah, helps yeah, yeah. out Dickie, yeah. I mean, uh, David sometimes, yeah. when Adam can't make it. Great drummer. Um, Mike Baez is a great drummer. <laughs> I know he doesn't well, play Tejano. Let's but not go there. I, don't want <laughs> <laughs> I had to get his name in. His yeah, he's going to be all happy. <laughs> <laughs> he said my name, he said my name. <laughs> But uh, but you you know what I'm talking about, right? Just being oh, able yeah. to, to be able to not worry about the tempo right. and just Pepe was great. You know, be, those guys that just lead you. Yeah, you know what I mean. They take you. You don't you, worry about the, the beat song going starts here. and you're, you're right. just grooving, just right. sitting there, yeah. and it allows you. To That's just, so important, yeah. man, to to a good band, yeah, and a good uh, having a good gig. You yeah, know, the gig being good, it's you got to have that that that. Uh, I don't worry so much about tempo. Tempo I leave to the leader, whoever. If it's a, right. if it's an instrumentalist or a singer, y'all, you count. You know what are you comfortable with? Right. I can play fast, slow, in between, whatever you want. Yeah. I have my preferences. Right. But you know I'm there to serve to play for what the whoever the leader. Right. Is. The singer or the now if it's my band, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll count the two. <laughs> but I don't have my band, and I can't sing or tell. I used to tell George. If I could sing and tell jokes, I'd have my own band. <laughs> <laughs> so you never had your own band? No. Well, you put, had... put bands together. Right. But they Just... weren't really my band. There was always somebody else that, that did all, most of the booking. And, yeah. of course, I was a singer. And the singer was naturally the leader of most You bands. never done backup vocals? Mm-hmm. Well, I tried early yeah. on, but... They turned it off? Yeah. They took my mic away. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and just Thank let... Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Or just yeah, get in the mic. We just unplug the mic there. <laughs> You're doing just fine playing that bass. <laughs> Brandon says hi, Ben Rivas. Oh yeah, Brandon's <laughs> another great Rivas brother, man. Or he's not a brother; he's a nephew. Oh, okay, he's George's yeah, yeah. nephew, Tony's son. Great, great bass player. So after Ram, what'd you do? I retired. You retired. <laughs> 
what can you do after that? No. Right? I uh, just started playing with local bands. Yeah. Uh, five-star band, I don't yeah. know if you remember yeah. them, with yeah. Renee, Crazy Renee, mm -hmm. and Donald Garza. Yeah. Did a, did a year or so with them. Um, Groove Doctors. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? I uh, want to get Albie on the show, but I'm yeah, on yeah, the podcast, but... <laughs> You're gonna have some story. You're gonna give I, I him at least three hours. You can't give him like, hold on, Albert. They put some fresh batteries in here for you. <laughs> so just doing the local circuit, doing yeah. the local scene. That's what that's what I ended up doing when I stopped playing. I, I last year I stopped playing. I, I was just done. You mm -hmm. know, I was just ready to stop. I, you know, you know how hard it is to be a working musician. Oh yeah. To where it's like, oh, the gig fell through. Shit, right. I gotta pay the bills. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, that's when it's local. It's like ooh. it's just a little worse. Yeah, you, every bit, every little bit counts in your local. Have you ever stopped for any period of time? Just always play. I can't. Yeah, I I actually quit working before I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did retire from working. I turned yeah. sixty-two in this past October, so I'm collecting social security. So you did you you've had jobs that oh, allowed yeah. you to play? And oh, stuff? Okay. The last. Uh, when I moved back to San Antonio in uh -huh. 2000, the last 16 years, I was working at a print shop. Okay. Because I'd gotten into that in Austin, right? working here and there print shops. And they kind of go hand in hand when you're playing with bands and local bands. And, hey, I can print this shit up for you. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I did a lot of that, too. <laughs> but uh, um, I, once I got... The printing business slowed way down. I was yeah. only working part-time. Uh, places doing great, but they just don't need printers so much right. anymore they do other things but uh i just said i'm just gonna i told my wife i'm gonna kick back <laughs> i'm stuck in that shit <laughs> and I'm, playing I'm, I'm actually staying really really busy i was playing with a country singer for a while a guy named rex mcdill great singer great guitar player he's got a great band uh, i'm now i'm playing with los tavadas the, the okay, two yeah. brothers yeah, yeah. Uh, frank and, and uh, santos the drummer they're they stay busy, you know, they play two, so once or twice a week. You know, so you're so. staying with different bands, yeah. no, nothing no still permanent. doing Santa's every Sunday. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we're not doing it right now. They're taking a break in January. But By the way, i got to give a plug to Santa's because that, when I did Set In Free, it was a couple of times that I did. Mm -hmm. The first time I did it, <clears throat> I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, this is fun. Mm -hmm. And that first time I did it, it was probably the first time in many, many years I came home and I was smiling. I told my wife, I had a fucking great time. She's like, what happened? I said, it was so much fun. It was. It is. So it a, is plug, a plug to Santa's Place it and is. Albert who puts it on you know, every it week is. after week on Sundays. A uh, great jam session out there. But I had so much fun out mm -hmm. there. That one night just messed me up. And, yeah. and even when I went to go uh, sit in when you were there and... Uh, I hate playing in front of other bass players. <laughs> I just hate it. it just, <laughs> as, as long as I've been playing, I just hate it. And, yeah. But the, the other side of this, I never get to I never get to play with other bass players because I'm a bass You're player. A bass player right. Guitar players, well, I'm you can right. have two or three guitar players in one session and mm. be jamming, but it's always usually one, one bass player. And Horn players, there's always yeah. a bunch of horn yeah. players. So with bass player and, and even drummers, it's like, well, yeah. you never get to play with your peers because mm -hmm. I know a lot of bass players. But I've never got to play with them, right? You know, or talk to them like I'm doing right now, which is I love what doing the last week with Dicky and then Adrian right. and yourself, and right. I got some more bass players lined up as well, for that reason because mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I know these cats professionally, but I don't know them. You know, 
I still I play with you and God damn it, I hate playing because I heard you playing. I was like, holy shit, he's got jazz chops too. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. I've been working on all my life and I'm still working on I love jazz. I just can't. I don't know. I just can't get over that home. I yeah. just like. I it's a lot of work, Julie. Yeah. I mean, like I'm doing it. I have more time to myself. Right. Time to, since I don't work anymore. <laughs> And I'm finally getting to delve into it a little bit more, and and it is. It's not not easy. It's 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 a learning experience, man. Every you, time, right? It you just, have to. Uh, uh, you just have to put in the time. You know, yeah. Put in the practice and, and work on it. I and mean, it just seems with with jazz, there's always a, a the changes are always different, so you can't mm-hmm. really standardize it. Like yeah. you know, like the hollow music has basic one right. four five or one two right. four. You know, changes that you can work with. Most with jazz. popular music has a repetitive baseline. Right. Jazz really doesn't. I mean, there's some songs that do, but yeah. it, it's for the most part, it's a lot of uh, moving around, and you got to know your chords, and you got to know how to get from chords <laughs> as a bass player. Right, and when he, and I remember doing that gig, and 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 Albert looks 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 <clears throat> me in points. I'm like, oh shit, where? Am I? All right, I'll do some of this. And, all right, <laughs> stick with your bread and rutter, root five, root five. Root five. <laughs> You know, it just that that style of music. As much as I love it, it's always intimidating me. Yeah, well, it intimidates yeah. me too. I think it intimidates everybody. But you just—that's the you joy go, of it, right? Yeah. So once you start learning it, it's a, there's a lot of satisfaction in conquering some of that yeah. stuff. You know, it's a lot of fun. So what are you what are you doing now? I mean, I know you're doing the local stuff. You're doing any recordings. I know you did some stuff for Ram. Are you, are you big on the on the recording sessions? Do you like recording? Oh yes, yeah. yeah. I just you know I work a lot with Severo with Sam uh-huh. yeah. uh, Contreras yeah. at his Slack Monster Studios. Oh, okay, and uh, just I was just over there last week uh, Thursday and then went back Sunday. He did a couple of songs for Ricardo uh, Castillo. Yeah, uh, Joey Martinez. Said he used to sing with David Lee. Do you remember Joy? Was he before this last guy they had? I don't know. No, no, that was uh, um, the young kid. He would have been a few years back. And we did somebody one other song for oh Joey Sanchez. Okay. He recorded another song. Did a song with him. So yeah, I'm, I stay in. He calls me about. Once or twice a month. See, I wish I would. I wish I could do more studio work, but nobody calls me. <laughs> you know what you gotta do? Just make your own studio. Well, I, I don't like sitting at the board and stuff like that. There's guys who do that. You know, I, yeah, yeah. I, I've tried it and I was like, ah, I'm bored. I would love to do more recording. I just, I don't know. Nobody calls me. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I'm fortunate enough they still call me once in a while. So. So let me ask you about the tunnel industry, and I asked I asked Dicky about this too. Uh, it's it's obviously not where it was in the eighties and nineties, right? Mm-hmm. It's I don't think it'll ever be that because I think that was a, a unique time that won't happen again. Yeah. But at the same time, there's no reason why it can't get better. Mm-hmm. In the state that it's in right now, what what do you think is lacking? I think it's just new blood. Um, and there is new blood out there. Yeah. In fact, I've yeah. recorded some of it at Civi, some young young uh, women and men that are just starting out, and they're right. good, but nobody knows them yet. So, and I did. I remember seeing what Dicky said about it. And he's right. They just got to get out there and play. It's mm-hmm. the, it may be hard to find the gigs, but you still got to keep pumping. You got to get out there, and so people can see you. Sacrifice, suffer. <laughs> 
do what we did. <laughs> exactly. Nobody wants to do that anymore, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to suffer. Yeah. Nobody wants to take the hit. And, and, and not anybody's right. You got to get out there and play. You got to record too, but yeah. you got to get out there and play because it's such a live music uh, genre. Yeah. It's a dancing. Yeah. People love to dance to it. Well, you got to play live. Got to learn more about what they. You got to learn more about <laughs> Put that in the playlist. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I always said that too. It's like you got it's at the time when it was peaking in late eighties, nineties. I mean, I was a teenager, and I was listening to hunter music. You know, I was listening to the music. Mm -hmm. We'd go to the debuts, quinceaneras, and that's what you hear. Right. I don't know if you're seeing that anymore. I don't know if quinceaneras are playing the hunter music. Yeah. They have the DJs now, and it's it's the the younger market is so crucial. Right. In that foundation that's of true. keeping it going, you know, is how do you get that back yeah how do you make it cool again yeah i don't have the answer i don't, I don't know. either that's just, a, that's it, a, it's something that has to be done but if, mm -hmm. if you want that market to thrive i think it's kind of it went up and it's kind of gone down mm -hmm. and it kind of leveled off a lot of new cats want to get in and, and i can appreciate it but like you said get out there and bust your ass yeah. make a dance for yourself mm -hmm. put a dance put on a dance yourself you know because we used to talk about that with emilio mm -hmm. ralph would like <clears> be like hey we haven't played this little town we should put a dance on ourselves that was the thinking right. back then. Right. If no one's going to book you, I'll book myself. Book yourself. Yes. You know? Nobody wants to do that anymore. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm online with a, a bass teacher. I've been uh, taking lessons from him for about a year and a half. Who's that? His name's Yannick Guizdala. He, he's from L.A. I uh -huh. mean, he's, not from, he's actually from England, but he uh -huh. lives in L.A. He's a, he's a, he plays with a bunch of fusion guys. Okay. He's a fusion jazz guy. Right. <laughs> but he teaches video bass lessons. The name of his website is Video Bass Lessons uh -huh. TV. Anyway, he, he just started this uh, this thing just a few days ago. He, says he, he puts out a daily, he calls it a vlog. It's a video right, vlog. Right. I guess that's common nowadays, yeah. but I'd never heard of it mm. before. And uh, he said, he, he's got a lot of students, you know, like me, that, do, that uh, take his lessons. Right. And he's got a pretty extensive mailing list so he put out a vlog saying look i and that's all over the world the people right. that that take his lessons i want i want if you got access to a place or a way to put a gig together i want to know about it send me the information you know i want to go i'm going to try to play like 80 gigs this year that i just want to put together and he does solo stuff right you know, he's got a lot of pedals he plugs in and yeah yeah play, he'll he'll do a looper thing and then start soloing over it and just and, get him the information. Yeah, just he's he's basically said, and he does he already does gigs on his own anyway. Right. He's trying to expand his audience and 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 do, do exactly what you're saying Dahano needs yeah. to do. Maybe that's a way to go. You know, I and mean, with, I, I, with, I don't I don't know, but yeah. I, there's people out there coming up with new ideas. Yeah, and even that that's it's an old idea. Yeah, and you have the internet. That makes it we didn't yeah. back in the, we didn't have the internet back in the day. I you know. went out there, you put off flyers, you talk people, hey, we're gonna flyers. Here. You know, it's we're gonna be here next Saturday. Come on here. You know, flyers, flyers, and you put on the local telephone pole, put them in the stores at the handy andies at the H E B. That was the internet. You know what I mean? You put it out there, you bust your ass, and what you got out of it, you appreciate it because you busted your ass to get yeah. there. With the internet, it's even I want to say it's easier to get the word out. It you is. know. But it's a matter of, you know, like I said, it, why don't people book themselves? Yeah. They're afraid to take a loss. They're yeah. afraid it, it is an overhead. Yeah. You may lose. Nobody may show up, right. you know. But that's a chance you take. And, and that's another thing. He, he says on uh, the guy I'm talking about, mm -hmm. 
I'll pay for the plane ticket. I'll I'll invest in the plane ticket right. and, and get my equipment there. But just have something. He said, I don't care if it's even at, at your at a house, somebody's right. house. People are know, doing house shows. Charge now. twenty, thirty bucks yeah. a head. You know, we get you know hundred people in there. I'll make some money. You make some money. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing now yes. with the Americana. I think I'm a singer songwriter. Right. They're doing a lot of house, house shows now. House and, and you got space. I thought about doing one here. You know, just yeah, up combos are doing a lot of that too. There's nothing. That's a new format. And why can't conjuntos do that? They're they four can. pieces. You know. Well, they've been doing it on the backyards for years. They're now. still doing it, right? <laughs> Just <laughs> put the, it in the living at room. At the flea market. <laughs> <laughs> on the south side, you can see them. But it's little things like that, I don't think a lot a lot of artists want to go from here to here right now. Right. Why isn't nobody listening? How come it's not on the radio? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't For me, I wouldn't even rely on radio anymore. Oh. It's not rely, at least it's a, a traditional radio. I think internet radio is uh, a lot more forgiving. There's so many stations out on the internet that allow new artists yes. to come in. You know, and that's great. And they're always looking for something exactly. To play. They, so. they just I always see it. Send me your stuff. We'll play it. Right. It's the same ideas. Is there a new artist has? I think even more chances to to be responsible for their own career as even more now so than back then. Uh-huh. It's all excuses. Get out there and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, raise the market. If you want the market, make it accessible. Make it make people want to see you it. Go. You know, create your own market. Yeah, That's exactly. what it is. Right? Yeah. You know, wow. damn Steve. We got a lot of brilliant <laughs> ideas, man. <Yeah. laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Too bad nobody gives a shit about what we say. Right? <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody who joined us on Facebook, man. I appreciate it, yeah. man. Uh, but especially thanks to you, Steve. Uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and all the guys who, the ones I have lined up. They're all saying, "Yeah, man, we'll come by and do it." I think it's that's it's, a lot of fun, too. So nobody, and I, that's that's what my point was. Like nobody, you know, when you get appreciated a little bit for the work you've done over the years, oh yeah, it means a lot to of us, course, you know. Yes. And and uh, from from our show to to guys like you who've done it way longer than I have mm-hmm. uh, we appreciate you guys you know and uh, the work you've done for the industry as well the Tejano music industry is mm-hmm. it's at times did you ever win a Tejano award? I won one yes. you bastard <laughs> <laughs> I never won one because I don't play the politics I hate yeah, it well, I didn't either but <laughs> yeah, somehow my name yeah I, I, I was nominated one year and then I didn't I didn't win it was Dicky. I won't. I should have. Well, Dickie's well him. deserving. Well, he, he's a great bass player, but come yeah. after him. What he went like like fourteen or fifteen on? Come on, Dickie, <laughs> shut up. Well, <laughs> I love Dickie. Yeah, Dickie's a great player. I stole him a lot of stuff from Dickie. That's what I told him last week. I said, dude, I could pick up bass and show you like four or five licks right <laughs> like that that are yours that I stole. You know what I mean? That I still use that. I put that in, in a blues tune sometimes. Oh, just, see? Just change the, the feel of it. But it's the same lick. Steve, thank you for doing the podcast. I appreciate it. All right, Julian. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, texasmusicspotlight.com, to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings. Until next time, please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown. Thank you.